I'm Melissa Currens. And I'm Amy Yersted. And we welcome you to the 27th episode of the What Would Alice Paul Do podcast. This show is about demystifying what it means to be a volunteer with the League of Women Voters today. In this episode, we are finishing up our five-part series by talking about fundraising. The information in this Deeds Not Word segment comes from Virginia Civic Engagement Tables Program, Virginia Progressive Leadership Project, where I spent several weeks with fellow progressive leaders to learn about organizing and fundraising for progressive causes. To listen to the earlier episodes in this five-part series, check out our website at alicepaulpodcast.com, and also check us out at alicepaulpodcast.com. Podcast updates on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. So, Amy, there's been so much new um, since we last spoke. There's been um, lots of conventions around the um, around the country. There's been uh, annual meetings at local leagues, mm-hmm. and we're just ge- gearing up for the fall and you know another election season coming up fast. There's so much. I finished my first local league nominating committee uh, chair position, and props to all the nominating committee members out there in the country because that is I have whole new appreciation for. You literally have the League of Women Voters in your hands. It's true. <laughs> so much power is amazing and awesome, as in the big, the big sense of awesome. Like awestruck. Like uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard job to do. You're basically the hiring and the firing. Yeah. So, um, let's see what else. What else is going on? I voted today. Um, I had my primary election in Virginia, which is my last election in Virginia since I'm moving next month. Uh, so that's kind of bittersweet and I won't get to be an election officer this year. So super sad about that. Um, you won't in, in Virginia cause you, yeah, I was doing, I did absentee cause I, um, have to leave the, my locale and in Virginia, if you, um, are leaving your district for any reason, personal or business, you can do absentee voting. So I uh, said, whoop, whoop, I'm going to go absentee vote. <laughs> I always like absentee voting. In, in um, Ohio, I, they give us stickers. It says, I voted by mail. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't think we have that. It just says, I voted in Falls Church City. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that felt good to get that out of the way. Hopefully, I'll get less mailers in the mail and save some trees. No, you won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know you have an absentee ballot. They yeah, don't know that so. you vote, you know, they don't know that you already voted. Oh, okay. Well, that's thanks. <laughs> they might, you might get more. Sorry, yeah. don't mean that. Well, um, we have council coming up. Um, yeah, national council. So for this is your voters. first national board, uh, being as a national board member at council. So do you have any, like, inside scoop to share with us? Like, you know, what's coming up, like trainings or anything? Or So, yeah, so at um, council, which is in um, June, I'm not sure when this episode's going to go up. So um, either we're going to have council or, you know, it just passed, but... Um, I know council this year is going to have a lot of great trainings on, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is something that the league's been focusing on anyway. And there's been a lot of great webinars. Um, there's a web, there's webinars all the time for, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, also known as DEI. So that's going to be a focus. And we're also going to do a deep dive into like partisanship and like what that's cool. Yeah. And what that means. And they're going to have, um, like even like the legal definition of nonpartisanship in terms of what a 501c3 organization can do and a 501c4 you know because that's um wow yeah so that's going to be some some it's going to be a really good um a really good council 
um, and I always think it's weird to um, to talk about council because uh, like it's two state leaders from every state yep. are invited, and then the national board and then um, staff are there, and so it's a real intimate um, meeting. And I've only been once before, but Amy, you've been you were at council last time. Yeah, um, I think. I th- uh, we were there for Young People Task Force, I think, too, weren't we? Is yeah. that when we did a skit? Well, oh, is that was the one you've been to? Yeah, that's the only one I've been to. Yeah. So I, I've only been to two, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the the one I the last one I went to was the that was a really unique one because that's when we all like all those state presidents and VPs got together and basically said, "This is how we want to see the league," and th- that was like really the the big start of the transformational journey and saying like, we are going to diversify this organization. We are going to relook at the structure and the governance. Um, We're going to see like, what does it mean to be a member? And so like all these leaders came up with these amazing ideas. And so, um, you know, then our staff had to come back and say, well, what, you know, what is actually possible? Because those were like big dream ideas. And then we had to say, okay, this is what we have for capacity. This is what we have for culture. Like how, how can we actually do all, you know, some of these things and make our organization relevant and sustainable and, you know, the kick-ass organization past 2020. So that was a big one. So I'm glad to hear we're going to have like um, a big focus and deep dive on diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as that nonpartisan stuff. Cause that's, you know, we live in an age now where everything is so hyper-partisan and I feel like, we got to figure out as a, as the league, you know, what, where do we go? And we still need to have like that grit and fight in us because there's a lot at stake, but then also recognize that we have to be the organization that, you know, is inclusive to a lot of different ideas and, you know, respects conflict, but also says, you know, there's no space in here for the Democrats and Republicans to like take our show. Like we are the trusted source for nonpartisan information. Right. Well, and what I think mm-hmm. is also really interesting that I think um, we as league leaders can learn from. So we're trying to, um, you know, say uh, not just pay lip service to this type of activity, but like there's going to be like self-care, um, like parts in the agenda because like that is so important as activists that we need to like take care of ourselves before we can take on this mission and change the world so there that is built into um council was virginia case like just seeing my face she like knew like i had like a few breaking points like i think that woman just is like the best yes. our new ceo for the league like she just gets it she knows yeah she's lived she's lived she's lived it so she knows yeah um she's like my people need to think about their own sanity. Otherwise, we won't have my people. <laughs> right. People won't be left. So think That's about right. that when you are, um, you know, do, doing all the hard work that you all do as league leaders too. Self-care. Yeah, I'm glad. Yep, I agree. I have a, I have, I have a friend and she's in the um, immigrant rights um, community and when we were at our progressive leadership project, she was right there at lunch, like just broke it down and said, this is how you meditate. And so we had everybody around the table meditating at lunchtime and like just doing some self-care because like this work, and especially when we get into the diversity, equity, inclusion, those are challenging conversations. And, um, you know, that's there's a lot of hard heart work that's happening. And so it's really good to also, um, you know, just be quiet and like get inside yourself. So, mm, yeah, so true. Council's going to be great. It's going to be good. So, um, so this is a good reason to like 
get on nominating committees or get friends with nominating committees and like bust your ass in the league so that you can become the president of your state organization and then like come do council so that you can do meditation with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. It's uh that's that's the 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 hook for coming to council. It's like the yoga that happens at council. Yeah. I don't do yoga. <laughs> I don't. I I'm but, I, I yes. I, I haven't. I don't. I my haven't. meditation is wine and chocolate. <laughs> I do. Um, I mean, I think what's really cool about it's like um, setting up because, you know, like as league members, we're like, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. But then like when mm-hmm. we do like when we have such an important meeting like council, we, you can show we do have time for this. Yeah. And that's yeah. important. But um, I should, we didn't, um, you know, Amy, I think you probably have heard this and I think we've talked about it before, but people love when we talk about league lingo because I've been out oh, yeah. visiting state conventions around the country. And so um, yeah. I talk about, so we have uh, people who listen to the show and they uh, um, often talk about the how they love when we deep dive into league lingo. So like, yeah, council is one of those like league, leaguey terms. And like, yep. council is, um, a meeting that happens every two years, just like council or uh, just like uh, national convention. It's just the opposite year of convention. I said yep. that right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about council is back in the day, I guess they, they used to do a budget. So members would get together every year. Right. And they did the budget, but then they, when they didn't do approval of the budget every year and they changed it to every other year, they, there wasn't a need to get the whole membership together. And so, now we have council, so that's state presidents and VPs typically, um, or maybe an ex- um, executive directors come together. And this is really, like you said before, is an intimate time for us to really think about strategy and training. And and I really like this take on like talking about governance because your your president and your executive director, those are the people that are going to be kind of like holding the governance together. And so that's um, yeah, good stuff. It's good. That's pretty much council is a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of networking, talking and sharing about advocacy and voter education stuff, what we're all working on and how can we better connect and learn from each other. Um, and so it's not quite the big party that the convention is. It's a, it's a, it's definitely smaller because really you think about a hundred people um, from your state le- representatives, state leaders, and then you have staff. Uh, so yeah, it's not, it's not a huge room, maybe a hundred and 30 or not even yeah yeah less than that and um there's lots of good food so oh yeah yeah and the nominating committee's there because the nominating committee kind of comes out and like this is who we are and you know we want to make sure you know that we're out there looking and you know pretty soon in the fall we'll be sending out applications and so yeah yeah, it's a there's a lot of going on really i mean even though it's a small intimate thing it's still pretty busy yeah and if like um if the listeners are interested in like um finding out what it's like to serve on national board or want to like maybe throw their hat in the ring or like nominate someone else there will be information on the league website lwv.org i think after convention um to like because people have already asked me about how to... After council. You mean after council? That's what I meant, yes. After yeah. council. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so confusing. <laughs> I see it is. Um, yeah, and everybody should. Like, if you, if you, um, you know, you think you got good skills, you know, um, if you're good at, like, finance and you're good at budgets, you're good at fundraising, good at... Big picture. Uh, like, strategy. Yeah, big picture. Yep, exactly. Um, then put your name in there. If you've got nonprofit experience, put your name in there. Right. Um, and if you know somebody that you think is an amazing league leader or even other nonprofit leader, like maybe they're not in the league yet 
and they serve in a you know a capacity in some other organization you just think they're incredible first talk about them with the, talk about the league with them and tell them how great the league is and then either tell them to join the league or gift them a membership and then start having some coffees with them and say, I'm going to nominate you for the national board and let's see where it goes. Yeah. So you don't have to have been in the league for a million years to join the national board. I mean, Melissa has been in for a million years, but not everybody had to be that way. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was telling someone that uh, my league membership is old enough to drink. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> so Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers to your membership. <laughs> and you're not even 40. Not yet. Soon. It's coming. <laughs> For our Deeds Not Words segment, we're going to be wrapping up our five-part training series with fundraising, which is one of Amy's favorite topics. I know that we have um, done a few episodes on fundraising, and Amy's really going to do a- another deep dive today. Yep. So... So as we said um, earlier, that we got the, I got this training from the, the Virginia Civic Engagement Table through their Virginia Progressive Leadership Project. And so just to kind of start out real quick, um, one of the things that we did one of these weekends when they did this training was this super duper scary exercise. And so what we did is they asked us to t- take out our phones um, and get grab a piece of paper and a pencil, and we had to write down everyone in our phone that we could think of um, who we kind of sort of had a relationship with. It didn't have to be a strong relationship with them. And write down their name and what we thought that they could give a gift to. Uh, it didn't have to be any particular organization. It had to be the same organization throughout all of our apps. But, so if I wanted to, I, I could make a list of the names, write down everybody, what they what I thought that they could give, and then... I was going to be asking for the League of Women Voters. And so the assignment would be just to go through our list and then get five people out of that list to, get, to make a gift. So to make a gift to the League of Women Voters. And we couldn't stop until we had those five commitments. And so wow. I recommend, yeah, it was super hard and super scary because you're these are people that you know. They're friends or colleagues or neighbors or like you serve on the PTA or whatever together. And... Um, yeah, you're just like cold calling this. And so it was scary. And so anyway, I recommend that everyone try this exercise at the very, at the very least, even if you don't go through making the ask because you're just still super scared and not ready for that, just write down on a list, a piece of paper of the people that you know, and write down what you think that they could give. Now, even before you go on Google or anything else trying to figure out like what, you know, maybe their gift capacity is just to just to write down what you think that they could give. Because people really believe that the League of Women Voters is, we are an incredibly important organization, especially right now. We have so much impact that's happening when it comes to the courts, when it comes to doing voter education. And so they're willing to give, they just need to be asked. And so, and you already have the relationships and therefore you know people who are in your phone. So it it shouldn't be hard to write that list of 20 or 30 names and then pick from that, make the call and then try you know, try to engage them. And maybe it's not making an ask for money right away because maybe you personally aren't ready for that, but asking them and talking with them about your community or your state uh, league, what's happening, what's going on, and maybe inviting them to the next event. Just starting even that basic, um, you'll see how much, you know, people just didn't come to stuff because you probably just didn't ask. And so it, 
to me, I just thought it was really empowering. Like I have a phone full of people, Mm. you know, or my Facebook, you know, I have all those people on there. Just go out there and ask and make that connection. So if the assignment's scary as hell, um, you're not alone. Like I said, I was super scared when I had to do it. Um, but after, a, you know, after my first half second of doing it, it got easier. And after my first uh, no, it got a little easier. Oh, really? And after my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then you realize, wait, I'm I'm still alive. My hair didn't burn on fire or anything. <laughs> That's I'm, the worst. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my first yes was like, wow, this really happened. Like, she gave, she said she would do this and she pledged to give. So, um so boost my confidence that, you know, I can make the ask and I can take a no and I can take a yes and I know what to do. And so um, so I really recommend this. And it's a great start if your league is going to ever do a phone-a-thon. This could be a great training exercise. You could do role-playing with it. Um, and Melissa, you've done phone-a-thons before. So yeah, I love don't it. Don't you think when you – yeah, so I'd say when you've done your phone-a-thon, it makes it a little easier probably to, you know – kind of have these calls and make these asks. Mm, oh, yeah. Like, by the end, you're like, okay, who's next? Let's get this. Yeah. Let's do this. But, um, but then, yeah, when you have a – like, you – once you get comfortable you, you um, and you get a few, like, people are excited because, like, you're giving them the opportunity to join the cause. And that's an yep. exciting thing. It's not – it's not a bad thing. That's right. That's exactly it. It's not about – and it's not about selling the cause. It's about inviting them to participate because people just don't know – that we need them, that we can't do this without them, and that you're just, first you're updating them what's happening. Like they probably have no idea that the league is doing all these great programs. And then secondly, that there's space for them to come and be invited, whether it's with their dollars or with their volunteer or both. And so, um, you know, doing a a -a phone-a-thon or doing this call list is kind of like, you know, it's just getting people engaged and letting them know like, hey, we're here, we're active, and we need your help. And then they're like, sweet, let's do this. Let's do this. Yep. Okay. So the other thing that we did at the Virginia Progressive Leadership Project training was um, the organizing conversation, uh, but with role-playing donor. So we talked about in the last episode, episode 26, about the organizing conversation. Um, so if you forgot of what that is or you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I highly recommend that you go back and listen because we put a lot of stuff in there and we really walked you through what that one-on-one organizing conversation is. But for just a quick review, um, in case you don't have time to go back, first is the introduction, which is kind of like small chat, getting to know each other, you know, connecting with that common ground. Second, addressing the person's issue that relates to the work. Third was the agitation. This was asking those deeper, appreciative inquiry type questions about how these issues affect them and their community. So, you know, they say, I'm so tired of people not voting or whatever. You know, you're really trying to like get them, get them a little like righteous anger feeling, getting them agitated. So then fourth, you as the organizer, you share the vision, the plan for making things better. So the league is doing all this great work. So you got them agitated. Now you're inviting them into our vision about how we're going to improve things, how your organization is going to be fix all the crap that's happening. Not all the crap. We can't get all of it, but we're going to get a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fifth, you're going to make the ask. So after you got them angry or feeling something anyways, then you bring them into that vision and then they're they love it. They think the vision, you can tell by their body language that they're open to this vision. Then you're going to make the ask, that clear, concrete ask. And you're going to make sure you don't step on that ask. Uh, so when you, you know, will you, you know, will you donate $50 to the League of Women Voters today? 
period. And then you wait for the person to respond. And then the sixth step is inoculation. That's the reality check stage. You tell them that we need their support and we really appreciate it, and that, but that this is a long game effort um, and that they will need to keep working together for quite a long time. We really appreciate that $50 or that $5,000, but you know, we still have to work with these legislatures. We still got to empower those voters. And so you're going to make sure that they know that this is, this is long. This, we got, we got a long ways to go. And then lastly, the last step is the, is the follow-up that's thanking them. You know, this is a huge because people don't want to give you money and then you don't appreciate it. So this is thanking them for, you know, the time, thanking them for that donation, thanking them for the, just being part of this movement together. And then this is also the time where you're going to provide more information and an email and their literature if they ask for it and then stewarding them um, as that relationship, because hopefully they want after, you know, after some of that glow wears off that they just gave, you're going to steward that relationship. And then you'll be later coming back cultivating and asking for another gift, because as I said, this is a long game and we're going to, you know, we need them to continue to invest in this movement. So, that's the review. I hope hope I didn't put anything new in there that you weren't you were surprised about. Um, so now how you're, you're asking how does that conversation for organizing relate to fundraising? So how does that or how does that relate to fundraising, Amy? <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so the seven step process is the very same conversation that you do with donors. There's more front end work when identifying and qualifying major donors. So people who who give you know a thousand dollars or more might be considered a major donor level in your local league. Um, and this happens before you even make the one-on-one -on -one meeting. So you're going to do research on these prospective donors before you make that one-on-one -on -one conversation. So you're going to look at things like their Facebook page or LinkedIn or Instagram or if they have a blog. So you can just Google them and you might actually find out a lot of information. Or it could be word of mouth um, or just you, you just know them and you've gotten to have a lot of interactions with them. Maybe they talk about where they work or did work or, you know, they go on lots of vacations and... You know, just, you know, you can, we're all smart people. You can get a lot of information from people and kind of get, you know, a rough sense of maybe where that, what they have and, and then how much they want to maybe give to the league. So you get to know what their interests are and see if they align with the league's work. And if that looks like it's a good match. So if they see that their values and their interests, you know, you, you see that they're interested in the voter space, the election space. Uh, and that they have the capacity to give. So you have their interest and you have the capacity to give. So like maybe $500 or more, then you reach out to them with an email or a phone call. And as you see if they would like to learn more about what the league is working on. And if they do, and they do want to meet, then that's when it's time to really talk about all the great work that we are doing collectively from your local, from your state, from your national leagues. And you take that organizing conversation with those seven steps that I talked about and you tweak it to make an ask for dollars instead of volunteer time or instead of like making an action. And at this meeting, you should make an ask for something. So um, if you if your donor says that they can't give you like what you requested, so if you ask them, you know, will you give $500 today and they can't, you can ask them for a smaller gift or you can say what level of giving are you comfortable with? And you can also ask them, you know, uh, we're committed to this program and we want to succeed in our, you know, whatever it is, what program you guys are working on. And do you know other people who we may connect with to invite them into this work? And so essentially, 
If they, if you give them an offer, you say, I'm asking, you know, have you, will you give $500 to the league today? And they say, I can't give $500. I'm sorry, I'm just not in a place to do that. You can either ask for a smaller gift or you can ask to see if maybe they'll bring you to some of their friends or maybe they'll be willing to host a house party where you can meet some of their friends because essentially what we're doing is we're at we're inviting them to help invest in this movement and maybe maybe we were wrong and we didn't have you know we didn't know what their capacity was but maybe they have a lot of friends and so essentially we're going to be doing some friend raising in addition to this raising fun doing fundraising for the league let's say you want to meet a prospective donor would you give a hint that you wanted to talk about like a like fundraising or that they could financially support the organization or would you just go ahead and say hey let's you know are you interested in meeting like would you give a hint of like what you're interested in asking them for money so I don't know that there's any it doesn't have to be a hint and I mean if you feel you I mean to be honest if you feel you have to be transparent then you could say I mean honestly you could say we're you know, the League of Women Voters, we, you know, we need funding for put on this program. So I really like to talk about what our needs are. And I'd really like to talk about what interests you have, um, and what concerns you have. And so can we meet and have coffee and talk about this? So you could start it like that. Or you could just go in there and say, you know, I've noticed that you've been coming to a lot of events lately, I'd really like to get to meet up and talk about what issues that you are concerned with. And, you know, what excites you about what the league is working on. And then, and then roll from there. So I guess really you could take it two two different ways. I wouldn't come in and say, "Hi, I noticed that you're a donor or a possible donor, and I'm I'm learning this new fundraising track, and so let's get together and do the whole donor fundraiser walk." <laughs> or like, you look like you have money. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that because that's not cool. <laughs> right. No, um, you know it's it. I, I don't know. It's something in our culture. We have a hard time with money. It's, it is a thing. But the, but the other thing is, is that our democracy is hurting. And if we really want to empower those voters and we really want to defend democracy, we have to have money to do it. And I'm donating. And Melissa, you're donating. donating. You even have a you even have a planned gift. Like not only do you donate monthly, but you also are set up to give to the league after you pass away. At all three levels. And so if we're willing to do that, we're, we make a sacrifice every single month um, and we're giving that stretch gift, like, should we be monopolizing this? Like, should we be hogging all of nope. it? And like, it is our own little organization that we get to do. And no, that's not right. And so we should be inviting other people to join this because other people, first, it's democracy, which means we need more people working this. And two, like, this is a really exciting, fun place to be. And so it's important that we give them agency and allow them, like we need to invite them to come and be part of this work um, because our democracy really will be healthier when there's more people getting dirty in it. So, okay, so we should probably role play this for you. So you kind of have an idea of what an ask sounds like if you've never actually made the ask. Melissa and I both made the ask a few times. So we'll role play it and hopefully we don't screw this up. (laughs) I mean, am I going to have to get my checkbook, Amy? Yes, you will. <laughs> because we always need money for this movement. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're not, like I said, we're not going to go through the whole seven steps of the organizing talk because Melissa and I would be here for a little while because we like to chat and we can get 
righteously agitated <laughs> True. with what's happening in the state of our democracy. But so we'll skip a few and we'll go straight into how to make that solicitation, how to make the ask. And so I would say something to the effect of, so Melissa, I know that you share a lot of concerns right now. Ohio is going through a lot of changes. You know, redistricting is always on the table and we're always fighting for those fair maps. Um, you know, we have a really strategic plan that's happening right now. We're putting members on the ground in every single district and we're targeting those leaders, uh, their elected leaders, to make sure that we can make Ohio a state where people have votes and their votes are not wasted. Will you give a $1,000 check today to keep that targeted strategy going? I have been really concerned about uh, gerrymandering for a while in Ohio, and I've been part of the movement. So um, I want to put my, my money where my heart is. So yes, I will give you $1,000 today. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Melissa. I, you know, I can't, I just thank you so much for being part of this and for caring about those fair maps and our voters. Is there any information that I can give you to help, you know, to just to keep you more informed right now, I'll definitely email you some follow-up information, but I have a couple pieces of paper here with this one page your help. Yeah, I was talking to my neighbor and I was, um, I didn't have the, I didn't have all of the facts about why uh, gerrymandering in Ohio is so oh, terrible. Yeah. So if you could send me that, I could forward it on to her. And Perfect. I will absolutely do that. As soon as I get home, I will do that. Okay. So that's a good, that's a positive. Like she said, yes, which is great. Melissa is an easy, easy date for me. <laughs> she know and you already knew that. Yep. <laughs> so what happens though when we say when the the person says no? So we should probably role play if someone says no. Yeah. So okay, so then I come back in again and I I come back and I, you know, I gave the vision again and I tell her a little bit more strategic about the program. So Melissa, we, you know, we we're really working hard. We're putting town halls in Ohio making sure that our voters know what's happening with our fair maps. To keep that that program going, will you invest $1000 today? You know, Amy, I really, um, you know, my giving has been to Planned Parenthood because I'm worried about all the, the bans that are going around the country. And I think just I, I, my heart is in that right now. So I have to say no. Okay. I, I totally respect that. I, I'm also really f afraid about what's happening um, with our laws about women and our autonomy. Um, do you think that maybe there's some friends that might want to be invited and listen to more about these cool town halls that we have going mm -hmm. on just to make sure that people don't have wasted votes? Is there anybody you can uh, invite me to, to meet? Yeah, I think um, I definitely know people, you know, in my uh, my circles, they really do care about this issue like I do. So I can um, I, if you send me information, I can forward it on to them. Okay, that'd be great. That'd be very helpful. So I will absolutely do that as soon as I get home. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that we're together working on this, you know, you're working on and investing in, you know, all of our, our right to choice, um, you know, family planning, and I'll keep fighting the fight on the democracy front. So that's kind of how it could go. I mean, it's on a phone call. So it's a little bit trickier <laughs> right now. We're improving. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which improving's a little harder. Can't really see Melissa's body language as well. And um, it's late. I would never make a an ask at this late at night. <laughs> you guys are on your, your listening to us in your earbuds at whatever time, but it's late what we're doing right yeah, now. That's true. <laughs> but um, so you have the sense of how it goes. So you never, when you're making these, um, if you were going to actually make an 
make the ask and you and the person have agreed to come to this, you should not be walking away with nothing. Um, so Melissa said no, because she's investing in this really other, this very, another important um, issue that's happening. But I don't want to walk away and just say, oh, that's, thank you so much for doing that and just leave it at that. Like she's passionate, she cares. Like somehow get her to, you know, to keep her passionate about what the league is also doing. And so that's why I did the friend ask. But I could have also said, you know, will you come to our next, you know, candidate forum? Because there we're going to be, you know, the audience will ask about issues with choice. So there's there's other things that I could have also asked. Um, so just, you know, you know, our league members and activists, you know what's happening in your communities. And so just, you know, use what's happening and bring in these donors or these volunteers into what's, you know, this can be part of your ask. If they can't give that, that sum of money that you're looking for, either ask for a smaller sum or, or invite them to the next volunteer opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it is about fundraising really like, cause we, we still need to make those connections. Yep. Yep. And, um, and a lot of times that we, I've, I've, I'm starting to hear more and more is that we already ask our volunteers for volunteering time our members we ask our members to volunteer so we can't ask them for money or i hear our members are always being asked to give money so we can't keep going to ask them for money and so i have to say i i I don't think that's fair i i'm a member melissa you're a member and i actually don't get ever asked for money or very rarely um for, ask for money. And so I, I don't think that you're being at, you'll be asking your volunteers too much. Um, and even, you know, if they don't want to be asked, they'll tell you, you know, please stop asking me. But if you automatically assume that you're asking them too much and you haven't been told not to, you're taking their agency away. Like I want to invest in those programs. And if I knew that something couldn't happen because it didn't have enough funding, I would be so ticked off that nobody came to me and asked me, you know, Amy, could you help fund, you know, X amount of dollars to help keep this going? But no one ever asked me. And so the league couldn't put on that program or we couldn't, you know, really put the the umph behind it that we needed to make it go. And so we have to, our volunteers are so committed to this. That is the first people I would be asking for the money. And then after that, I would go ask the members who else we can invite because those members know other people and ask them if they could host a house party or ask them to come to a forum or ask them to come to a coffee meeting. And so we do get this, this whole concern a lot that we're always asking our members, but I tell you what, that is, is those are the most committed, passionate people. So I would start there um, and not, not, not ask them. Right. And, and individual giving is so important. Like, a lot yep. of times people think the corporate gifts and the foundation gifts are like easier, but they're not. Oh, they're, they're not. And I'm, I'm hearing this as well. More, the more I get into the fundraising space, league members think that that's the, that's where the easy wins are is with the foundations or with the companies or corporations. And the only way those are really going to pay off is if you have a personal relationship with someone at that foundation or with somebody at that company, um, or if you have a friend of a friend who's got a, that personal relationship, but if you don't, it's good luck. It's going to be very, very hard. It's going to be like making a cold call, and and those are not so easy to do. So unless you have a really compelling reason for them to invest, and they already have a very strong sense of what the league does, and if that is, that's fantastic. Um, then then ride that wave. But if they don't, you're going to have to do a lot of cultivating and relationship building. So that's 
it's not that you're gonna you're not gonna get that money right away. It's you're gonna have to start at ground one, do the qualify, do identifying. You know, is this person have that capacity? Is that company is is the values aligned? And then you're gonna have to move them down to you know now we're gonna cultivate. We're gonna have some meetings and set up some talks and whatnot, and then make the solicitation, make your ask. Yeah. So it's all about relationship. It really. That's why it's so great to start with your league members because they already know who you are. They already trust you. They invested in you because they gave that membership due. And then now it's time to like, we're all in this together. We really are committed. Let's carry this movement um, and, you know, win some fair maps or win some good election reform. I'm sending you a check right now, Amy. Ah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So Back to that organizing talk um, about fundraising. So it really, back like what I said before, it comes back down to doing that detective work before the meeting. So do the organizing talk, but with a financial ask. And here's a tip. You want to make a meaningful gift before you do all that fundraising work. So if you haven't given that stretch gift to your local league or state league or national league, it's going to be really, really hard for you to actually give it, to actually ask other people to give a gift. So Melissa and I, like we don't have a hard time asking because both of us are broke because we're always given to the league and to everybody else. And so we can ask other people because we feel really good about the work that we're investing in. And so if you feel guilty, it's going to come out. So you want to make sure that you have also given an ask or um, you've personally asked yourself and written your check or gone online and made your investments. And then it'll do, it'll be so much easier for you um, because that love is going to really show and the passion will show. For more information and resources on making an ask or fundraising for individual gifts, um, please check out our show notes on our website, alicepaulpodcast.com. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to Amy, please visit our Facebook page or email us at alicepaulpodcast at gmail.com. And um, what's really exciting, Amy, I don't know if we've really announced this, but uh, we haven't. Um, and I'll, um, Amy's going to be doing some modules that will be available to all league members. They're training materials on how to do fundraising. You're right on. It's evergreen. So they're not, they're not webinars, they're modules. So you, it's about a little over two and a half hours of five different videos training you on different parts of fundraising. We don't get into like analytics or any of that stuff, but you know what your board's role is in fundraising. We talk about how to make the ask. We talk about phonathons, crowdfunding, giving societies, and a few, there's some other things. There's a lot. And yeah, it's a great, I think that the modules are going to be really helpful. I wish I would have had them 12 years ago when I first started doing league work because I think I think this would have been, I, I could have been making it rain, as, as my boss would say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be in the league update um, when they're ready, and they'll be on the league website, uh, lwv.org, when they're accessible. So be sure to check that out. And then, you know, we want to make the ask of you all to uh, share um, more about our podcast, Alice Paul podcast, um, by leaving us a review on iTunes, the also known as the Apple Store, and tell a friend. Let other fellow advocates know that you enjoy our podcast. We really appreciate your support. So here's your activist alert, peeing in their boots moment. The We the People Act is still out. It's still live. Hot, needs your help, especially Mitch McConnell. (laughs) He needs some love with some postcards and some phone calls. That would be great. Yes. Um, and we need to do that as soon as possible. 
So it is Senator Mitch McConnell who is holding it up, and it, we can't get a, a fair hearing on this. Um, and remember, We the People is the bill that is going to revolutionize um, and make it so that voting is easier and fair in this country. And it will it's going to do a lot of great stuff. Fair districts, you know, I think automatic voter registration was in there. There's all kinds of good stuff. So please, if you haven't, if you haven't already uh, called or emailed your own state senator, do that. If they have, if they did support it, tell them thank you so much. And if some of the other senators in your state have not supported it, but yours has, ask your state senator to urge the others to encourage them to also support it. And then, you know, if you have some extra time, give um, old Senator Mitch McConnell a, call, a phone call or postcard. I sent a little stack just the other day, actually. We had a little going away party for myself, and I said, let's send some postcards to my friend over there Aww. Kentucky. I I know. I thought for sure you were going to say if, if you had some time peeing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. We got to keep it clean. There might be kids listening. <laughs> so if you have time, also, peeing a beard. <laughs> there we go. But yes, we need we need um, need everybody to ring the, the bell on We the People. This is Melissa Currents. And this is Amy Yersted. We ask, what would Alice Paul do? But it's more important what you're going to do. Money moves our movement. If you haven't donated in a while, it's time to break out your wallet. Making a meaningful gift to the cause that you care about will help you make the ask a whole hell of a lot easier. So let's make our movement move. Until next time.